Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Bill Ryder with you. It's always a treat when Mike Florio can join us, the founder of Pro Football Talk, on Twitter at Pro Football Talk. And he's in Canton, Ohio right now. For that Hall of Fame game tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC that we were just uh, talking about. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Good morning. Thanks for making time. Hey, great to be with you, pal. How are you? I'm good, dude. We got a little football returning, even if it's not the kind that actually counts. To to what degree, if any, do you expect to see stuff tonight, Mike, uh, that are actual takeaways from either of these teams? Well, I think one of the important things will be to see how Zach Wilson plays for the Jets. He's expected to play Aaron Rodgers, obviously not. But this is the first tangible step toward this reconstruction of Zach Wilson, the reset of Zach Wilson as an NFL quarterback as he takes a back seat during Aaron Rodgers' time with the Jets in order to see whether or not he can become the guy they expected him to be when they made him the second overall pick in the draft. So. This is his opportunity. He's not going to have many to play in the regular season, barring injury or some other calamity. What will he look like? How will he play? And will we see the kind of growth in him that will suggest that whenever Aaron Rodgers is done, Zach Wilson will be ready to take over? Mike, at the risk of um, making Sean Payton bristle wherever he is, Nathaniel Hackett is not the head coach. He is the offensive coordinator. Is he the right guy? Can he be the right guy to help Zach Wilson get to that point? Well, I think that Aaron Rodgers is more important than Zach Wilson. I think Aaron Rodgers can say to Zach Wilson, look, if I would have been put in the situation you were put in the first couple years of your career, the same thing would have happened to me. I had the benefit of sitting, watching, learning, and no one expected me to do anything when I was a rookie or a second-year or a third-year player. So it could have been me. It maybe would have been me. Now's your chance to take a step back, learn, relax, reset, and then at some point down the road, you become the starting quarterback of the Jets. That's their pie-in-the-sky ideal as to how it could work out. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it is a little awkward. Rodgers, if he's going to play two years, Wilson's going to be a free agent unless they pick up his fifth-year option, which I'd be stunned if they do. How do they even bridge this gap? And what if Rodgers decides he wants to play a third year? So it, it takes a willingness by Wilson to just say, I'll fade into the background for as long as Aaron Rodgers is here, and then I'll see what I can do following Rodgers, which won't be easy if they do well with Aaron Rodgers. So there's a lot of spinning plates on this to make it work just right. They're going to try to pass the baton at the right time. We'll see if they can pull it off. Mike Florio here on the show. Mike, you and I both deal in the in the creation of content for a living, and you have your own websites. So you have to – I mean, c- content is king, and when people like Sean Payton or anyone – Help us to have that content. Obviously, we enjoy that. Putting that aside, 
What did you make of his comments to USA Today uh, about Nathaniel Hackett that, that obviously did not go unnoticed by, by some of the folks in New York? Well, I, I think that, that it's a, a pretty simple explanation. I don't know this, but the comments were so over the top. And they're not inconsistent with what people would say when they're off the record inventing. I think Sean Payton failed to say the magic words off the record. And it's that simple. It really is one of the strange little quirks of the journalism industry where if you're talking to a reporter, anything you say can and will be used against you in print or elsewhere unless you say off the record. And the reporter has to agree to go off the record. So, you know, if the reporter says no, then then the subject is clammed up. I think Sean Payton may have just misinterpreted a conversation where he failed to say off the record as an off the record conversation. And technically it wasn't and stuff that he would never have said publicly on the record, because what's the benefit from it? What do you gain from it other than to have the Jets pissed off and ready to face you in week five coming off of a game against the Chiefs where maybe you would have caught them napping? So I think he, he, he knows he's dealing with a tough situation in Denver, and he's frustrated about what happened last year because he's got to undo that damage. But I think the simplest explanation is he didn't realize he was on the record. And to his credit, he's not trying to make an issue about it after the fact because he's supposedly savvy enough to know to say, off the record. Uh, yeah, that's a great answer. Mike Florio crushing it and making – Tom DeCelestino jump up and down, literally, because that was Tom's theory. And Tom, Mike, loves it when it's reinforced by experts like yourself. Uh, Let me just real quick circle back to the Browns. What is your expectation or the range of of likely expectations, you think, for both Deshaun Watson and and therefore Cleveland this upcoming season? Well, I think that the wild card of the NFL this year is the Cleveland Browns. They could be the worst team in their division. They could be in Super Bowl contention. It all comes down to whether or not Deshaun Watson can get back to playing like he did in 2020. What kind of mental baggage does he have after everything he's gone through the last three years? I think that's a very real concern. What kind of insults and and other things will he hear when he goes on the road? Will that affect him? Is he truly moving past this? How can he move past it until we see full and complete contrition and reconciliation, which we've yet to see, especially with multiple lawsuits still pending? So how he plays goes directly to how the Browns play and how much pressure will be on the organization, because this is year two of a five-year contract. You know, there was chatter around the league that there were owners who didn't want Watson suspended for a full year because they wanted last year to count as year one. If he gets suspended for a full year, this is year one. They want the Browns on the clock for year two. A lot of pressure. And if it doesn't work this year, is there a new coach next year? Because next year is year three. When are we going to see the return on the huge financial investment plus all the draft picks that were surrendered to get to Sean Watson? So it all comes down to Watson managing him, managing the offense. How will he look? How will he play? I wish we'd get a glimpse of him tonight, but I don't think we're going to see much, if anything, of him until week one when they take on the Bengals. Uh, Mike Florio here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder. Mike, obviously there is a huge level of disagreement between running backs in the NFL and those decision makers who actually decide what they're going to make in terms of how valuable, in terms of the actual contracts and dollars they are. Focusing and honing in on, on Jonathan Taylor and the Colts, do you have any sense of how you think that story is going to play itself out? Well, I believe that at this point, the main objective for the Colts is to calm everything down 
and to let the ugliness of the weekend and the few days before that process and and just die down. Jim Ursay, the owner of the team, had some things to say. I think Jim Ursay's maybe been a little more involved in this than he he should have been, and it it has inflamed the situation. So the Colts, I know, want to keep Jonathan Taylor. They want to keep him over the long haul. The question is, what does the contract look like? Is it he finishes his rookie contract this year, he gets tagged next year, he gets tagged the year after that, and maybe they say, okay, it's time to move on? Or does he get the kind of a long-term deal that pays him significantly more than he would make year to year, that gives him financial security now against potential injury? That's really the question. The Colts have a history of flipping running backs. They, they had Marshall Falk. They traded him and drafted Edron James, never gave Falk a second contract. If they did, they traded him early in the second contract. Then they draft Edron James. He plays out his rookie contract. He gets tagged once. He walks away. They draft Joseph Adai. They win a Super Bowl. So, you know, running backs, and this is the league-wide reality. You get chewed up, you get spit out, and they go draft somebody to replace you. Jonathan Taylor's trying to avoid that. The problem is he doesn't have a whole lot of options. He's in checkmate. And the Colts just want this to die down, I think, so he realizes there's only one thing I can do. Go make $4.3 million this year, and if I play well enough, I get tagged next year and I make $10, $11 million, and that may be the best option that I have. Mike Florio, is this going to be, as best you can guess, the reality for running backs in the NFL for the foreseeable future? Or do you think at some point, even on a five- or ten-year timeline, this could correct? I don't think it corrects because, first of all, you've got to get the union to want to do it. Then you have to get the league to be willing to do it. And if Jim Irsay's tweet from last Wednesday is any indication, well, they're not willing to do anything. They have a CBA that runs into the next decade. The only thing that would work, and I don't think they can pull it off, would be a mass boycott by all running backs of the voluntary offseason program next year and make it known now that, hey, we're not going to be there and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that no other running backs are there, not even the bottom of the roster guys trying to get to the top 53. We're going to make sure the agents keep any draft picks in 2024, any unsigned, undrafted, excuse me, players, who play running back from showing up to the offseason program. And you're not going to be able to have football practice if you have no running back. That's the only thing that they could do as a practical matter without violating the labor deal. But I don't think they can pull that off. And the end game would be not a shorter path to free agency because that affects players at other positions, not more money under the CBA for them that would take money out of the pockets of other players. I think the best solution is something Chris Sims came up with when Austin Eckler's situation was kind of at full boil back in March or April. The idea that you have a league-wide fund that pays running backs for performance as they go. So when you're a second-year guy making you know, second-year minimum salary and you have 1,811 rushing yards like Jonathan Taylor and score 20 total touchdowns, there's a pot of money that's separate from the salary cap, separate from the team payroll that rewards you for what you do for the game. So you're not getting peanuts at a time – you're one of the key players, not just on your team, but in the entire NFL. That's the only way to fix it. I don't see it happening. I don't see the running backs forcing it. I think the only practical solution, Bill, is for young athletes now who are showing true dominance and true ability to potentially play in the NFL, get to a different position than running back. Resist that, that obvious temptation from your coach to just give you the ball and let you run circles around everybody else because that's what happens. That's how running backs are made. They're the freakiest athletes. 
And if you're a youth coach, you got one play in your playbook. Give it to him, and off he goes. Get to a different position if you have those skills that would get you to the NFL at some point. Amen. Uh, Mike Flora here on the show. Mike, last one for you. Maybe a little far afield, but I want to ask you. We have been talking about, and I don't know if you followed this closely, this I mean, it's a saga at Iowa State involving young men accused of gambling on on sporting events, including the current quarterback, a game when he was a backup. It touches a, a former Iowa State player who's now a Bronco, who, as you know, is suspended. And I'm just wondering, with this going on and some insight into people gambling on sports, using their parents' accounts, trying to hide it, if there's any fear or recognition by the NFL that what happens in one sport is going to happen in another, what happens in college is going to happen in the NFL, and whether there's some concern from the National Football League, this is just part of the future that they'll have to deal with in their own league going ahead, given the reality and the prevalence of gambling in the sports we, we cover and talk about now. Hey, Bill, I don't think the NFL is nearly concerned as it should be about all the different ways that gambling can affect the integrity of the game. The suspensions we've seen happen this year are, are, are very simple. Guys betting on pro football when they shouldn't bet on pro football. Well, duh, they're going to be suspended for at least a year. Guys betting on other sports in places where they shouldn't. That's an educational failure by the NFL that I think has been rectified this year. But that's simple. Don't bet on other sports when you're at work. The other issues that we're, that we're not really sensitive to, addiction. Guys who come to the sport with existing habits, legal betting, in legal markets with the apps on their phone, no different than opening up Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now, right? How do you, how do you identify and assist those players instead of just sitting back and waiting for the chance to punish them? There's so much about the NFL that is just punitive. Let's just wait for them to break a rule and then we slam them. How about let's identify on the way in players who may need treatment, players who may need intervention, players who, if we don't help them break a habit that was started when they were in high school, are never going to survive in the NFL. And if the NFL wants to have the best players in the world playing pro football, you need to be ready to help all your players who are coming in deal with these issues. And I think what we saw at Iowa State is just an indication that this stuff is so prevalent now. You can't just assume you hand out a piece of paper that has a few thou shalt nots on it and expect it to avoid the kinds of problems that could create a major issue for the NFL. Mike Florio, as always, man, great stuff. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, enjoy enjoy the game tonight, and thank you for, for making time. All right, thanks, pal. Thank you, pal. Mike Florio on the show. Phenomenal, as always, candid, as always, and making Tom and I feel so good about ourselves because he said that, that running backs should avoid that position when they're younger. I said that, and what was the one that got you all excited? You started dancing? Sean Payton did not know he was on the record. I, I uh-huh. stand by that. It still would meld with my Hollywood take because, like, you got to have the edge to know that. But these, I'm telling you, these green rooms, I used to be shocked at stuff. And I was an active reporter that people would tell me in green rooms at, at FS1. Like, players would roll in and just say the craziest stuff about Jay Cutler or whatever. And, and please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying our, our buddy from USA Today, Jared Bell, did anything wrong. I just no, don't think not. Sean Payton realized I don't think Bell did anything wrong. It's a good day for you. And that guy on Twitter tweeting at all of us said the same thing. Let me just read you this tweet. Ready? Pretty daddy, it's your day. Let's go. Let's do a segment on hugs. We're saying goodbye way too late. How's Operation Hug going? When are we going to let this go? Never. 
our boss Spike, our boss David, and Boomer Esiason. That's where we're yeah. at? Yeah. It's not going well. That's the update. Much Don't like Damian me... Lillard, there is no update. I'm getting close to going to Spike and saying, like, and having him come on and chastise you on the air for not being adventurous enough. I mean, we could do that for one of a million things. It doesn't have to be for hugs. Give the man a hug, man. Maybe Spike needs a hug. You don't know. You don't know, pretty daddy. Let's get into buy or sell. Uh, We've got headlines from all the topics you need to know about. We haven't had time to hit yet and a take on each one, including, for me, a surprise question for pretty daddy here next on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. Have you ever been to um one of those places, Tom, where like they test you for allergies? Like, are you, they take your blood and stuff? Like, are you allergic to shellfish? You're allergic to? I cats? sure have, yeah, for sure. Have you had them test for an allergy to joy? It's righter than you on CBS Sports Radio. I are you are you have we have we got an answer yet? Uh, I am not allergic to joy. You're not? No, I. To everyone's surprise, I'm good. Uh, I can have some joy in my life. I'm going to tell you something, joyous right now. We have a sponsor. Uh, this portion of the show right here, Pretty Daddy, is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. And look at All this, right. Bill. I got shine. some joy for you. Shine, buddy. This is your moment to shine. Hit me with it. I got joy to start off buy or sell today. We're going to talk about your Chicago Bears. Let's go. And it's in a positive light. Are you, wait, are you okay? Everything yes, all right? This is real. This is the real deal here. 
Bill, All right, hit me. As per points bet, quarterback Justin Fields has more MVP bets placed on him than Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert combined. Wow. Fields' odds opened 30 to 1 to win MVP, but are now down to 15 to 1. Bill, buy or sell, there's value in betting on Justin Fields to win league MVP. Well, look, there's a lot to digest here. I tend to fade the public when I bet, and it sounds like that is public money, not sharp money, because you're saying more people, not more dollars on him, right? That's correct, yes. So I'm not sure that bodes particularly well that it's going to come to fruition. And I don't – I'll sell that there's value. Let me start with the answer to your question. Let me sell that there's, that there's value. In large part because fifteen to one is a very different number than thirty to one, but I do think it, I think it indicates that this guy is 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 really interesting and really impressive and could be really dynamic this this upcoming season. I, I mean, the guy was was he pre, I think pretty good and really dynamic. Is that fair? Seventeen touchdowns, eleven interceptions. He rushed for a ton of yards, and by the way, he was sacked fifty five times last year. That is a that is something you can address in terms of protection, and I think because of his decision making, how young he is, just his his sort of evolution as a quarterback. It's year three; you can make a jump that year. I think he can have a really good season. Do I think he's going to be the MVP? No. Do you know where he finished? Let me ask you this: Buy or sell? You think you get within two of where he finished last year? Sell. Give it a guess. I'm gonna say seventh. You got within two. He was ninth. Wow. Okay. Look at, you. Look at me. Look at you doing things that you did. Very joyous start to buy or sell. Yeah, it is. It's a tie. It's a pretty daddy day. Uh, I think this one on a personal level will be less joyous for you, Bill. America's team. I know you love that so much. Wow. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones called Dallas's offense this year, quote, Dak friendly on a local Dallas radio show this week. Jerry went on to say, quote, he's going to have an offensive line that's going to be able to protect him which is conducive to protection. He's going to have more opportunities to dump the ball off to the backs. He's going to have less to do before the snap and less to read after the snap, end quote. Bill, buy or sell that Jerry Jones just put pressure on Dak with that quote. You think the pressure is because... I want to understand the question a little more thoroughly. There's pressure now because why? We gave enough around you where you have less to do so now you really need to make plays happen. Yeah, it does sound like they're done. I read it as we've dumbed things down. The line is better. You have talented backs. I mean, it's it's Tony Pollard again. We know we know what they have there. Less to do before the snap. That sounds like what you just said. Dumbed it down. So we can make plays after the snap. That's how I read it. And by the way, dumbing it down may not be fair. It may be that the offensive scheme they have was overly burdensome and unnecessarily complex. Unnecessarily complex. And let's not forget a piece of that Kellen, Kellen Moore's gone. Yeah. They have a new offensive yeah. coordinator, so that, that that's how it reads to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell that it's any kind of noticeable pressure. Sell. Because there's already pressure with America's team, and Jerry Jones is always hyper-candid. And Dak Prescott needs to start winning some football games and winning some football, getting to the postseason, and then winning games there. There's already, is there pressure? Yes. I don't think this heaps it in any meaningful way beyond what was already there. Speaking of pressure, Bill, this week at Packers training camp, Jordan Love 
express some annoyance. Yeah, no, it's very frustrating. I think we're all we're all pretty tired of it, but you know, kudos to defense. But obviously, it's disappointing as an offense. You know, collectively as a whole, it's definitely an area that we need to step up and figure out how we can turn that thing around. The defense really giving it to Green Bay's offense to start training camp. Buy or sell? You're concerned about Jordan Love heading into this season? Oh, bye. Bye. Let me ask you a question. Buy or sell? Jordan Love should have substituted the word "I." When he used the word we in that clip. Bye. We need to fix it. We we need to work on stuff. We need to be better. Ah, uh, hey, bro. You're QB1 now, dude. It's different. That's I. right. You got to point you're, the thumb at yourself. You're not the backup running back, man. Can't point to Aaron Rodgers anymore. Dude ain't there. Like, it's all on you. I really want Jordan Love to be, and success for me is is 9-8, and eight, or, or, or even aside from the win-loss record, is what is success? 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, completing even just 63% of his passes. I just want mediocrity as a level of success. Buy or sell, you think that can happen? Buy. Will happen. I expect Jordan Love to be adequate this year. I think you're going to see glimpses. I think you're going to see boneheaded plays. I think they'll probably hover around 500, although they'll probably finish under. I think he will be adequate. I'm rooting for him. And I, as you noted, am a Bears fan that would not normally do that, but I am rooting for him. All right, Bill, let's keep that quarterback conversation going. This week, Falcons owner Arthur Blank gave Atlanta quarterback Desmond Ritter a vote of confidence, saying, quote, he really progressed from the time he came on campus here after he was drafted. He had a good camp, and he's been a strong leader since he's shown up here, end quote. Now, Bill Ritter was a third-round pick back in 2022 and started the last four games of last season in place of Marcus Mariota, only throwing two touchdowns but no interceptions. Bill, buy or sell you expect Desmond Ritter to take the next step this season? He can't. Who's his backup? Heineke? That sounds right. There's no real threat, right? I'm going to buy. Buy. Yeah, I mean... He he did look good. He's athletic. If I'm right on their backup, and I probably should know this off the top of my head, but I don't. It's not like there's a real quarterback competition where he's under massive pressure. There's not some veteran who's, you know, chopping at the bit for one last go-round. There's not massive expectations. There's really no expectations on Atlanta to be good this year. They're in a poor division. So you can even maybe somewhat approximate important games late in the year, even if you're mediocre. Yeah, I'll be cautiously optimistic. All right, Bill, let's stay in the NFL here. The circumstances for the use of automatic replay review have been revised a bit for this season. NFL rules now provide for automatic replay review in the event of a turnover on downs. The automatic review happens only if the offense fails to convert on fourth down. If the conversion is successful, any attempt to make it unsuccessful must still be initiated by a coach's challenge. Bill, buy or sell, you like this revision. I'm trying to understand the revision. So, if there's a turnover, it only happens if the offense doesn't convert. Doesn't get it. So, say, let's paint a scenario here. Fourth and one for, I don't know, the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley comes up a few inches short. They're going to automatically review it to see if he so got he the comes necessary up short, yards. They spot it. And that spot is is three centimeter. They just missed it on the chains. Yes. I'll buy that I like it. You know what? 
Bye. Yeah. It, it obviously benefits offense. I mean, that's the goal is to err on the side of giving offenses the opportunity to, to get things corrected properly, to extend drives, to score more points. The NFL loves points. But it doesn't bog things down with maybe too much time. Yes. Yes, I like it. But that's in the weeds. I like that. That's a, that is in the gray area, man. It's a pretty daddy day. I read that on our buddy Mike Florio's website this morning. That's where I got that. Good job, Florio. All right, Bill, let's get to some college football here. Kick, Iowa kicker Aaron Blum is the latest football player implicated in the Iowa-Iowa State gambling probe. Blum faces charges of tampering with records as he disguised his identity, allegedly, by using his mother's information to place bets on DraftKings, allegedly placing 170 underage sports wagers of more than $44,000, $44,000, According to documents obtained by the Gazette. $4,000? Excuse me. $4,400. Excuse me. That is a different number. $4,400. One of the instances was actually under total points wager on Iowa's 2021 rivalry game against Iowa State. He did not play in that game, but he did dress. Buy or sell, we will continue to hear more and more stories similar to this around the country. I'm going to buy that this is a natural consequence of, of where we are with gambling. Buy. Buy. He bet the under. That's egregious. Not that you should bet at all, but that obviously means he wants his team not to be scoring points. And he, and he, knows, doesn't, play, he doesn't play defense. He knows they stink at scoring points. It's Iowa. I mean, that is a... That's brutal. Um, this is going to become commonplace. We know wanna, We know it is. I want a serious answer here. Buy or sell, it's too soon to make a pun on that kid's name. Buy. Okay. I'll save it. All right, Bill, let's stay in college football here. Longhorns head coach Steve Sarkeesian says that Texas has a certain mindset for their last season in the Big 12. I think this team's on a mission. I, I, they, they've taken this mindset of, of being on a mission They've kind of adopted the John Wick mentality, that they've kind of assumed this mentality of embrace the hate. Like, we get it. We're the University of Texas. We get it. This is our last year in the Big 12. Well, we can sit there and be a punching bag, or we can go attack the people that we're going to play. Bill, buy or sell John Wick the movie franchise. Wait, you're asking me if I buy or sell just the movie franchise in general? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, buy. I love it. Buy. Watch the latest one on the plane. Can I also buy the comparison? Buy. Have you seen John Wick? Yes, there's there's four of them. I think so. You've I, seen them all? I've seen the first three. So they're great, right? And obviously, as you, you think they're great. They're entertaining. I don't think they're great stories. They're phenomenal, as you as you pretty dead as you know. And and John Wick is part of a part of a network and a group that he basically decides he doesn't want to be a part of, and then everybody starts killing each other. It's a perfect fit. The animosity of the separation is what fuels the narrative genius that you have failed to embrace. Do you think the movie franchise John Wick is big enough where everyone hears Sark say that and knows what he's talking about? Yeah, bye. There's four of them. Bye. I'll say this, though. The fourth one was too violent. Like, And I know it's a violent film. Uh, the first three were uh, pretty violent. I don't think as violent, were they? I haven't seen the fourth one, so I can't yeah, compare it. But four. if you're telling me... like. Like we're talking More. about, like, gory? I mean, just... I My memory of the first three is that they were violent, but they'd be, you know, it'd be in short bursts. It'd be pretty intense and be over. 
I was on a plane, and so this might be, but I felt like there were 20 minute scenes where everybody just was killing each other for 20 minutes, where I was just like, I can't look at the screen anymore. Can I get the flight attendant's attention and get a get another drink? Just this is, you know where you get up to go to the bathroom, but you usually pause the movie? I'm just like not going to pause it. When I come back, they're still all killing each other in the same room. That seems a little intense. All right, Bill, let's squeeze in one more here. We'll finish, we'll finish up with some baseball. As it stands right now, this very moment, every division leader in Major League Baseball has at least a two-and-a-half game lead or less in their respective division except the Atlanta Braves in the NL East. They have a comfy 12-game lead. Bill, buy or sell that all the other division leaders, the Orioles, the Twins, the Rangers, Reds, and Dodgers, will win their respective divisions. I mean, sell, dude. Sell. Tampa Bay can definitely catch Baltimore. Cleveland can certainly catch. The, what are they behind the Twins? We heard yesterday from was it CJ Nakowski who was on yesterday? Uh, we had CJ on Tuesday. We had Mr. Jim Bowden yesterday. Mr. Bowden yesterday, who thought who thinks Houston will catch Texas, if I remember that properly. I still think Milwaukee. But hell, the Cubs, man. Why am I guessing the Cubs can catch? Since they're three games back, baby. I think the Dodgers are going to win that division. Yes, I think there'll be some some things will will, will change places a little bit. Buy or sell that you are going to someday watch the Marvel franchise that I've so often talked to you about. Sell. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be very very honest with you here. When Talk you say me. Marvel franchise, there are so many of these movies. I don't. I'm not even sure what you're talking about. There's a. There's an order. B. And you may not be aware of this. Buy or sell you that you're aware, before I say this, that if you just go to Disney+, Plus, they have a part of Disney+, Plus where the movies are in order. Buy. So you don't have to know what I'm talking about. You but, just watch them in order. But there's different franchises within the Marvel family, no? Just just watch them in order. You just you get on there and you watch them in order. How many movies is that? Don't worry about whether there's 30 or 40 of them. Just watch them in order. Oh, there's no Dude, way. they're so good, man. There probably are some good ones. No, they're all good. How until many? Recently. How many duds are there? All right, between the first one and Endgame, which is the sort of big finale of, right? So if you just, which is about a year or two ago, no, that's more than that. Three years ago, there's not a single bad. Mar- I'm serious. There's not a single bad Marvel film. No, they're all great, but, but, the worm turns. Things change, and I'm going to get into how Marvel ruined itself and did what D-Cell pretended it already existed because he doesn't want to watch these movies. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk some more NFL after we uh, get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It is... Writer than you here on CBS Sports Radio. Tom Diesel, pretty daddy, the Bristler. Have you ever, um, not a person, have you ever fallen out of love with a thing? A team, a league, a, I don't know, something. Yeah, absolutely. Give me an example, if you, if you, can, if you can recall it. I mean, look, I, I could say it across the board rather than outside of college football. I don't, do not have the same love for the teams I grew up with that I do now at 34 years old. No way. Really? really? No. No way. What, what's the source of that? I think a little bit working in this business. I yeah, think, you know, I think being, you know, 20 years older, 30, you know, 25 years older than when my fandom started. Yeah, that's, it's, not, it's not even close to what it was. I do think working in this business, and the, for me, it's the proximity to people, right? I, I've told this story a lot, but I hated Kansas basketball when I was in college. Mizzou and Kansas are big rivals. Hated, hated KU. I mean, hated them. And then I went to the Kansas City Star, and I wrote about Kansas, and I was a professional, and I got to know Bill Self, and I was having a beer with him one time, and I realized I really just liked the dude. And I rooted for Kansas when they won the national championship against Memphis. I was there, right, sort of internally. I was just happy for them because I, I liked the guys in the team, and I like I liked Bill a lot, and I had friends in Mizzou who never spoke to me. Not never spoke to me again, who did not talk to me for a while. <laughs> so I get it. Like, it, your view changes. I love the Marvel movies. Loved them. Um, and maybe because, this this is a weird, true thing, when Madeline, when my daughter Madeline was born, we went to a hospital in, in suburban Kansas City on the Kansas side of the border, and they did a great job. Actually, that's not true. We had a terrible nurse. I had to tell her I'd actually kick her out of the birthing room and get a new nurse because she. Did I ever tell you story? I don't think so. My wife was in labor. Her water had broken. The nurse didn't believe her water had broken. Was complaining about Lori faking it in the hallway. We could hear it. Lori burst into tears. So I went out there and did Bill Ryder things. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, and we're like young. We're like a young couple, right? But while while Lori was was sort of in labor, this is a long. As you know, you went through a long process. The movie that was on, because it was back before you could pick 50 movies, was Iron Man. I swear. <laughs> so from the birth of my daughter, right, we were like, oh, let's watch Iron Man. It was really good. We're like, oh, my God, Iron Man's really good. So we watched all the, I'm telling you, the Marvel movies are amazing. Captain America, the first one, looked so dumb. It looks, And I watched it because we it was so excellent. So when you say Marvel movies, you're talking about Iron Man. You're talking about Captain America. You're talking yeah. about Thor. You're like, you're. Everything is under this one umbrella of Marvel movies. Yeah, Ant Man, Doctor Strange. Yes, so characters from one will show up in the others. It's amazing. It's a universe, and then at the end, they all there's 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 I don't know twenty characters or thirty. They all show up in the same final sort of ultimate penultimate and ultimate film. Dude, it's it's what Star Wars could have been if Disney hadn't screwed up. Star. It's amazing. What if I it's, just watched the last one? No, 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 no. No. 
That would be like turning on, um, what's that movie, I, I See Dead People, um, with Bruce Willis. Sixth Sense. It'd be like watching the last 10 minutes of Sixth Sense. No. But here's the problem. So basically, they did all these movies, all these phases. They got to these two movies that were the ultimate endings. And then a bunch of the characters, whatever. I won't, I don't tell you too much. Not everybody makes it, okay? Not everybody's going to make it. It's really good. And then they're doing new movies, and they all, they're terrible. And I've been trying to hang in there. I've been trying to care. And there's a Disney show called Secret Invasion. Samuel Jackson, his character from the last 20 years. I'm like, I'm going to love it. It's six episodes. Lori and the kids are gone. Last night after the messy game, and I had a whole pizza by myself and some beer. It was beautiful. It was amazing, right? They haven't done the dishes yet. It's been great. I watched the last two episodes of Secret Invasion, and this ending is so stupid. So we have a cat. He's a black cat. His name is Graham. Graham is sitting next to me. I got nobody in the house. I don't talk out loud to myself. And I turn to Graham the cat, and I go, this bleep is stupid. Are they serious? And I'm over it. They ruined it. I'm falling out of love. What did Graham the cat say back to you? He put his belly up and wanted to get petted. And I was like, later, bro. <laughs> Samuel Jackson, what are you doing? Part like the, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but, but also I do because if you if you spend, what is it, three hours of your life watching this stupid series, it's a great concept. You won't get any of the, the references. I won't give it to you. Nobody. Why, like, Star Wars got ruined, this damn show got ruined, Lost got ruined, they ruined Game of Thrones. How about just, like, leave st- well enough alone, guys? I think, I think you know what this is setting up for. Talk They're gonna ruin Justified. Actually, I was worried about it. It's pretty good so far. We're four, I also watched, I didn't have anything to do. I watched Justified yesterday, too. Justified's pretty good. I think you're setting yourself up for it. You're not going to like it. It's it's pretty good so far. Dude, the mar th- this ending, like with a love story that doesn't make sense and a whole alien thing and just like I'll love you as you are. It's so dumb. Alien thing that's right up your alley. I like alien. Nick Fury's got a secret wife and she's a secret alien, and, but now she's got an unshape shift to prove they love each other. Shut up and go fight bad guys. <laughs> wow, you really didn't like it. I was real, and the dialogue was terrible. It was so on the nose, man. Wow. Even Bob Iger, is that his name? The guy that runs Disney and fired a bunch of people. Yes. Came out recently and said some version of, we did too many of these TV shows, we watered down the product. Yeah. With garbage. You garbage down the product. Anyway, Marvel. Watering down the product. A a lot like what uh, college football is doing. You should. I know it's a big endeavor, but it's not like you're spending a lot of your time watching high-quality stuff. You should. (laughs) You're not. Thank you you're for not, that. You're not. You're not, bro. Take a break from watching Fast and the Furious 3 for the 31st time. Did you and know mix the, it? they canceled Home Economics? It's gone forever. That, that sitcom show, I told you about? You should have gotten canceled over suggesting it. <laughs> I think I did. I tried. I watched like four of My wife and kids like, this is great. I was like, okay. And like five episodes in, I'm not going to lie. A thought appeared in my brain that I didn't like, and that thought was, I hate you, Tom. Do you know, like, shows that, like, you know, at, at one point people cared about, and there, you, you read something online, and they're like, oh, wow, it got canceled? There was nothing about it. There just, episodes just never came out again. Nobody that was said the Topher anything. Grace. The Topher Grace. Yes, it was, it, was, it was magic. What did you like about this? It was the most basic. It was funny. It was a good concept. I, I think Topher Grace has jumped the shark for me. I think is for everyone st- else, too, because the show got canceled pretty quickly. 
Yeah, he just, I'm not, although he was in a, the seminal film Take Me Home Tonight. Have you seen this one? I have not, but I was a fan of him in uh, that 70s show. Yeah, Take Me Home Tonight is an 80s show. He's just working his way through the decades where he's a high school kid basically <laughs> basically trying to have some special time with a girl. I or four, I'm sorry, college kid who just left high school. Gotcha. Yeah. I liked it, but apparently I was the only one. You recommended that show to me. And it wasn't. I, I think you should try the, the, the Marvel Universe. Am I gonna, what's more likely? What would you be more inclined to do if you had to watch 30 Marvel movies or the equivalent number of hours of soccer? What would you watch? I'll go Marvel movies. What? Yeah. You're a sports producer, man. I'll go Marvel movies. Marvel? Marvel? The Marvel? Marvel movies? Marvel. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Uh, what soccer am I watching? I'm not watching the MLS. I'm not watching Messi run around look like he's playing against two-year-olds. How do you know? You, you haven't seen any of the games. He scores 50 goals a match. You don't know anything about soccer and you haven't watched the games. What? Why do you know? He's he's making it look too easy. How do you know if you I've haven't watched it? I've seen the highlights. You I've don't seen know the 30 what? second clips. You don't know what you're he's talking so about. He's better than everyone else. And you, that is true and you haven't watched it. I've seen enough. You haven't seen anything. Everyone else at MLS stinks compared to him. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> also true. Um, <laughs> you could watch Premier League. You could watch La Liga. You could choose. What is your ancestral background? Where, where are your people from? Uh, mostly Irish and Italian. You could watch. You're a little Italian. That's right. You could watch Serie A. That's the Italian league. I'm sure there's an Irish league. I don't know what it is. I wouldn't watch that. You could watch Premier League and. Pretend that it's it's not Ireland. It's very different. They actually pressed Ireland. Sorry. Um, I'm also Irish. All right, fine. I love your hot takes and things you don't know what you're talking. You, and you just don't. You just you yell and talk louder. What? I, I know Messi is so much better than everybody else. It's not interesting. You know, it's interesting I'm sorry. for him if you he can say, recruit people over. You know. Oh, I, I I'm sorry. It it is interesting. It is mesmerizing. It is magical to watch. It is really high quality stuff. Man, I'm glad the Pretty Daddy Day is over. Don't send me any more memos so you watch some MLS or some soccer. All right. Thank you for listening. Tom, thanks you too. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.